it. Let the madness begin. We are on the precipice of one of the best times of the year. Love it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It is a terrific, terrific, terrific time of year, without a doubt. Man is getting set to get underway, and everybody is excited about it. Uh, if you are in the world of sports at all, I mean, it's like, come on, man. It's fantastic. True TV will have the tip-off of the first game of the NCAA tournament. That is going to be uh, Furman and Virginia. The number four Cavaliers taking on a number 13 Palladians in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and they will kick this whole deal off. Excited about it in so many ways. I'm um, so so glad it's here. Oh, we and got by the way, I got Maryland West Virginia coming up in oh, twelve they, minutes. I was going to say now at uh, the, the on what channel is that one? CBS. It, uh, that is CBS. Okay, I wasn't quite sure which one. Um, yeah, there you go, West Virginia and Maryland. Okay, so they actually get it underway, and then after that, it's the Furman game, and then it goes from there. So. I'm uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Um, this is uh, this is from Brian. Brian says uh, best time of year being completely overshadowed by Aaron Rodgers and all the drama. Uh, I appreciate the rant. It really wasn't a rant at the beginning of the show. It wasn't a rant. It was more of just a discussion about you know kind of the contemplation of the past versus versus what we could be missing in the future. Uh, he says, but Aaron Rodgers is gone. He is mentally checked out. It's time to move on and support Jordan Love. Um, you got to wonder, and, and there's a lot to that interview yesterday. You got to wonder what Rogers, and, and again, I've said this time and again, if you listen to the show, Favre said it to me. Rogers has said it to maybe, maybe Pat McAfee will down the road or something, but all they got to do is say, I'm all in and I'm coming back. And they're back. And yet there is this blaming of the organization, this passive-aggressive, backhanded, backhanded slaps at the organization that um, the quarterbacks take like they can't believe that they're moving on. They can't believe that they did not allow another son to come up for their decision to drag out another day or two or five. You know, at some point, you know, I, and people called yesterday and were angry. Well, they said they'd give him time. They gave him a lot of time. They gave him quite a bit of time, right? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, the season for the Green Bay Packers was pretty much over, you know, and then they had the exit interviews on January 11th, January 12th. Right? That week. The last game was on the 8th. He stuck around and had some meetings. Guys were cleaning out their lockers on the 9th. 10th, 11th, 12th, he stuck around and had meetings. So, what's it, six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks, nine weeks we're sitting here? More than two months? To say two months out of a year to say whether or not you wanted to come back, you know, and, and apparently, you know, Rogers, as Mike said, is notorious for not answering his phone. 
for not returning calls, for not returning texts. He did happen to make fun of lose my number to Adam Schefter and took shots at him. He can apparently do that. But you can't. again, you know, the whole thing of trans and I, I appreciate where Rogers was at. He didn't know if he wanted to play anymore or not. So by his own admission, don't you then turn around and say, the next question has to be, did you let the Packers know that? That was never asked. Did the Packers reach out to you? If so, how many times? What were those conversations like? Yeah, they reached out to me, but I never called them back. Oh. So why are you surprised they started having conversations? Or when teams called, they didn't say, hey, Aaron hasn't made a decision yet. We'll let you know. Why would you be surprised at that? Why would you take a backhanded shot at the organization if they're getting a hold of you and you're not returning messages or you're just like, I'm good, you know, or just very short. I I mean, I don't know the extent of it, but clearly for a guy that wants transparency, there wasn't none on his part. Um, And none of those follow-up questions were ever asked. So what what are you supposed to do as an organization? I'm not laying it. You know, people want to lay this at the feet of, of Murphy and Goody. Okay, my question is why? Why? I mean, you can have a hatred because of whatever. Okay. But I, I, I said this earlier today in an interview. I said, uh, you know, when you talk about the legacy, you know, who's got the greater legacy? Aaron Rodgers or or Brett Favre? Brett Favre does. And I know people are like, what? Brett Favre does. Because he, along with Reggie, brought the title back to Titletown after decades of failure. Right? They went to -to back-to-back Super Bowls with a hell of a team. Sure, there was some turmoil at the end when Mike, Mike Holmgren walked out flipping the double bird. I understand all of that. You know, yeah, Ron Wolf, and then they hired, you know, Ron, um, oh, God, uh, Ray Rhodes, and then Mike Sherman, and, you know, there was some controversy. I understand all of that. There was some controversy. But because of Favre and moving forward and Bob Harlan, really, I think Bob Harlan might go down as the greatest Packer ever. All of those guys working in conjunction with one another – they built Lambeau Field to where it is. I remember on the night of the Brown County tax referendum to renovate Lambeau Field, and Bob Harlan, who, God God love him, he, he's just such an incredibly caring man and just loves the Packers organization like nobody. And I remember him and I talking, and this was – I hung out with him during – the referendum, because we were covering it beginning to end, and we were waiting for some of the results to come in, and I was in Green Bay. And I said, so, you know, kind of off the record, what what is, what's plan B? So, you know, because Bob was nervous. And it wasn't like, you know, Packers fans came out in droves and just blew it out of the water. I mean, that referendum passed by a slim margin. And I remember asking Bob, you know, so what's plan B? And Bob pausing for a minute. And Bob, in that very soft voice, you know, Bill, and then he's got kind of like, you could see his eyes, he had like a like a tear. He said, there is no plan B. I don't have a plan B. 
Let's just hope plan A works. He, I think he was really fearful that the Packers could leave Green Bay. And then the referendum passed, and thus began the vision of Lambeau Field and the renovation, the atrium, moving you know everything around. And then what Mark Murphy has done is expound upon that and make the Green Bay Packers as solid as solid gets. Financially, stable in the market, everything that goes along with it. Mark has done a tremendous job. Now, you may not like the results on the field, and ultimately your product is based upon the results in the field. That I understand. But for where this franchise was years ago to where it is today, it, you have to, as a Packers fan, lean back and go, wow. Look at what the smallest market in all of sports supports. And it's a, it's a, it's a pretty remarkable um, it's a pretty remarkable thing. So now to expound upon that and then to look back at Aaron Rodgers and the life that he has had in Green Bay, uh, yes, he won a Lombardi Trophy. Yes, he kept them viable viable for many years, five NFC Championship games total. Um, one of the best records and, and ratings as a quarterback in the history of the game, not just in Green Bay. But when you talk arguably about the best Packer or the most revered Packer, I think the most revered Packer is Bart Starr. The most unrecognized for his accomplishments Packer uh, has got to be Bob Harlan. If I had to take the greatest, you know, and again, you know me, I effing hate this. But if I had to say the greatest all-time Packers are maybe, maybe in order, you could obviously say Vince Lombardi. He is the the namesake of the championship trophy for what he did and the integration that he started in Green Bay, the race relations that he started in Green Bay, not just winning on the field, but winning off the field. Uh, Bart Starr for the way he's conducted himself for so many years before his passing, and then Bob Harlan. You know, I, I, I'd have to go those three, top three. After that, everybody's a trickle-down effect. But that's the way I would go. So I just think of, you know, all the drama, all the things that have gone on, and then I think to myself, don't ever, ever, ever think you're effing bigger than the Green Bay Packers because the Packers are a business, the Packers are a community, the Packers are a responsibility, and don't ever act surprised when the Packers say the sun's going to come up tomorrow without you. Yeah, you can say it's a business, but it's a lot bigger than you. And it always will be. I'll be dead and gone, and the Packers will still be here. Aaron Rodgers comes and goes. Brett Favre comes and goes. But the Green Bay Packers are always going to be here. And I think that's a tremendous legacy. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We'll get back at it. I, I, but I, I just... And going over some of the comments that I'm watching and listening to and such, uh, I just thought I, I'd expound upon some of that. When you talk, start to throw an organization under the bus a little bit, I thought, wait a minute, there's a lot more to this organization than two people sitting there that you don't happen to agree with. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
love our friends over at Quick Trip. Uh, it is absolutely, positively the best. And when you talk about icons in the state of Wisconsin, we're talking about Lambeau Field and the Green Bay Packers. Um, one of the biggest and best brands out there is something that Don started years and years and years ago, and Quick Trip has grown and grown and grown, and they are fantastic. And if you're looking for a tremendous deal on right now bacon, uh, which uh, they have a limit to, uh, their bread is always fresh and it's always awesome. So is their milk, and you can just go right down the line with the eggs and the butter and the bananas and everything. Is kind of the staples they have, and then you throw in the hot foods and the cold foods and the beer cave and the baked goods and oh my goodness, and the dunkers are about as good as good gets, along with the glazers. That is our friends at Quick Trip. Don't forget, use your Quick Rewards card, and you are going to be good to go. That is our friends over there at Quick Trip. We can't say thanks enough to them. For being a part of the program, and later today, I think I might even stop there and grab a couple of beverages out of the uh, the man cave, beer cave, and uh, and and use some quick trippery uh, when I come back home tonight. Just an FYI. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to give us a, a, a shout, by all means, go ahead and do so. Love to have you. Um, this is from uh, Mark, 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 Mark says... Uh, hey, guys, uh, while I appreciate Aaron Rodgers and all that he's done, I will always be a Packers fan, but I think I'm going to buy a Jets jersey as well. Mark, there's nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't discourage that. Um, have at it if that's what you want to do. That's your fandom, man. Uh, Brian says, uh, what do you think is fair compensation for Rodgers? This is the other thing I wanted to bring up. Now, Rodgers says, well, the Packers have dug their heels in. So that's what's holding it up. Well, he's the guy that says he's going to win another MVP. He's the guy that has said, I'm a four-time MVP, and talks about all the uh, that he can do and how great he feels. And, you know, it, it's like, well, wait a minute. Shouldn't they try to get the most for you? Don't you feel bad that the team you want to go to is lowballing them? You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm going to try to get as much as I can for you. That's the business, as you state. I would I would wholeheartedly try to get a couple of first first round draft choices for you, without a doubt. So if that's what's holding it up, then you may want to call your new team and say, "Hey guys, let's go get this deal done. Give the Packers what they want." And Woody Johnson, who kept saying, I'm all in, right? I'm all in. I'm flying out and talking to Aaron. Aaron's coming out of the retreat. He's coming out of the darkness. He's mad that the Packers are shopping him. Let's go get him. He wants to play for us. I'm all in, right? Give him whatever they want. We want Aaron Rodgers. If I'm a Packers fan, I'm thinking to myself, way to go, Goody, man. You're not just getting rid of him just to move on, right? It's not easy. You're talking about a Hall of Famer. Why would I just say, yeah, give me a three. Call it a day. In other words, the value of Aaron Rodgers now, four-time MVP saying he can win another one or two MVPs, right now is less than what you paid for Jordan Love? Excuse me? I'm <laughs> just... Trying to like wrap my head around that a little bit. I'm get what you can. 
So maybe he is agreeing that he's not worth that. Yeah, I can win an MVP, but, you know, it took me a week to figure out if my body was really going to really respond to even working out, coming out of the darkness and laying around not doing anything. So poof. maybe I'm not really worth that. Maybe Woody Johnson shouldn't go all in. Woody, you might want to hang on to those draft choices because I'm probably going to retire next year. You know, I'm not feeling it right now. They let Cobby coach him up, you know. Maybe Cobby's worth more. He's not only a, a pass catcher, but he's also a coach. Let Cobby coach him up. See what happens. 877-867-1670. Uh, again, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and give us a call. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, also... I don't know if you heard this. Greg Jennings, and everybody rolls their eyes. Oh, Greg Jennings. I think Greg Jennings is pretty good. I think he's been very, very fair in a lot of different areas. I know there might be a bias there, but I, I think for the most part, when I've sat down and talked with him, he's been incredibly fair. Uh, he had this to say regarding the entire situation. Take a listen. In the front office and the front office not wanting him back and basically uh, understanding how the Packers organization operates. I have all too well understood this and experienced it in my own career. This is who the Green Bay Packers are. You, He's exactly right. You get older uh, and they try to get rid of you prior to you being uh, kind of a, a liability for them. Um, and more often than not, they are right. Uh, and they're doing things to make sure or to ensure that the organization continues to progress, continues to operate under the idea of we're going to continue to retool. Never are we going to have to rebuild, but we're just going to continue to retool while we have the opportunity. Well, in this case, you know, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, quarterback, you acquired Jordan Love. Yes, I agree with him that they are, if it had not been for the back-to-back -back MVPs, this would have been accelerated. There you go. Um, let me say this. If it weren't for the back-to-back -back MVPs, this would have been accelerated. Is he, is he wrong? When, remember, Rodgers came off of a season where he injured his knee. Didn't look great. And then they drafted Jordan Love. Now, I thought they should have gone in a different direction, either bolstered the defense or helped out with weapons, but they drafted Jordan Love. And then Rodgers bounced back, got inspired, and maybe Rodgers wasn't as inspired, as committed. You know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I know he was showing up to OTAs and mini camps and all that kind of stuff. He was always there. So, I don't know, maybe that got him off the schneid, the schneid a little bit. He gets back-to-back -back MVPs. He crushes it. Packers fall short. So, yeah, he's probably right. But also I take a look at the fact that um, if Aaron Rodgers would have played poorly, yeah, it would have been accelerated. They would have probably gone with Jordan Love because then they would have felt their hunch, what they witnessed, was correct. It wasn't just the knee issue. It was 
the diminishment of skills, much like people are taking a look now going, you know what? He looked slower last year. He looked a little more indecisive last year. He wasn't reading the field the way he has in the past. It was moving really fast for him. So I, there's nothing that's wrong there, but it's made out to be like, well, how dare you? Whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's fine. I don't have a problem with it. You know? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Um, I want to hear from you today and get, get your thoughts now that it's kind of sunk in that Aaron Rodgers will be a New York Jet. And I know people are still saying, it's not a done deal. It's a, do you? Let me ask you this. For people that are saying that, first of all, you sound really, either you're hanging on to the fact that Rodgers is still a Packer and you want him to be a Packer, or you need some kind of an official announcement. I've asked people all night, which is one of the reasons I shut my computer off yesterday. Do you really believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to be under center in Green Bay or in New York? And if your answer is, well, no, he's going to be in New York. They'll work it out. Well, then it's a done deal. It's just they're crossing the T's, dotting the I's, and grabbing the pro the appropriate conversation or uh, compensation. That's it. Nothing more. So it's going to be worked out. Whether it's today, whether it's in a week, the Packers are going to want to get their compensation ready for the uh, for the draft. Uh, the Jets are going to want to move on. The Jets aren't going to want to miss that opportunity. Woody Johnson's already said, I'm all in. Well, if you're all in, and I'm a Jets fan at this point, I'm like, well, just prove it. Just go get the guy. Well, as a Jets fan, you don't want to give up the world, but you already said you'd give up the world to get him. So put your money where your mouth is, shut your hole, and do the deal. But don't think for a second that Aaron Rodgers is not going to meet a man under center in New York because he is. Bill, they have no backup plans. Right. Every possible backup plan they could have had is on another team now. Correct. They it's... don't have anybody else. I agree with you 100%. You know, it's like, just stop. Just, you know, get it over with. You the, you don't have anybody else. And the, the Packers do. That's the best part. The Packers could very well just go, you know what? To hell with you. We've screwed with you long enough. To hell with you. And then see what happens. You know? 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. When we come back, Andy Herman, the Pack-A-Day podcast, he's going to be joining us. That is coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more happening. Don't forget about our friends at New Mel Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders. Uh, also, when it comes to the All-in-One Weight Loss Program, I am today I'm still down 11. Uh, I have not gone down. I have not gone up. I'm holding steady. Uh, I feel really good, but in the last three weeks, three and a half weeks, uh, I'm down 11, and I just I feel great. So uh, just keep it going, and uh, all you got to do is call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's a new Mel Medical Center. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The 
Chiefs is underway. West Virginia 13-4 over Maryland in the very first game of uh, after the play-in games, so to speak, have been completed. Uh, the first game of the NCAA uh, 2023 tournament. So there's a, there you go. A little bit of an update there for you. Uh, let's do this. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, we'll uh, go back to the phone calls coming up here a little bit later. You can find us 877-867-1670. You can find us over on Twitter and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, plenty of ways to get a hold of us via the program. Uh, let's bring him in now, though. Uh, our guy Andy Herman, uh, the Packaday Podcast, uh, joining us here uh, for a few minutes uh, on the hotline. Hold Andy, up, how you doing today? Oh, no, Andy yet. No, Andy yet. We should be getting Andy momentarily. So there you go. Uh, but we will be talking to Andy coming up here in just a couple of seconds. So hang in there. Uh, in the meantime, uh, fans reacting to the Aaron Rodgers news, um, um, just uh, whether it's social media or it's amazing how now news reporting, is, they just go and grab tweets. They just go and grab tweets, you know, just, oh, this is the fan reaction. And you grab five or six tweets and mixed reaction and here you go. Um, and, and we do it too, but we get more of an instantaneous response when it comes to um, – when it comes to, uh, you know, all the different, you know, stuff that we get on the feeds and such. but uh, And we'll get back into that momentarily. But we do have him now. Uh, Andy Herman, the Pack-A-Day Podcast, joining us on the hotline. Andy, how you doing, bud? Hey, I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks so much for having me. I always appreciate it. So give me um, give me a reaction all of this. Let's start out there first. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are ready to set into a new era, but Aaron Rodgers with a lot of passive-aggressive shots on the way out. Yeah, he did. He, you know, there's a couple of Rodgersisms in there for sure. Um, I think, first of all, the, just the fact that we finally have some clarity is really, really nice at this point. And I know there's still uh, a little bit out there where they've got to figure out trade compensation and it's not totally done yet. But um, after the comments from Brian Gutekunst at the scouting combine and then from Mark Murphy at the high school basketball game, it certainly felt and seemed like Green Bay was ready to move forward with Jordan Love and go in a totally different direction. We started seeing all the reports and the rumors and everything, but to finally hear it from someone directly to say, yeah, I want to play for the Jets. I'm going to be a New York Jet this upcoming season. I think just having that clarity as fans, as analysts, as everyone, is just kind of nice to have at this point. As far as this conversation with McAfee, as you mentioned, like I said, there's a couple of Rodgersisms in there for sure, but there was absolutely an opportunity where he could have gone scorched earth as well, and he didn't. And maybe those things would have affected his legacy or how people viewed him, and maybe that's the reason that he didn't do it. But um, I thought overall he was extremely complimentary of the city of Green Bay, um, obviously all of his favorite places that he mentioned, some of his people and players that uh, he's enjoyed playing with. And, you know, even the organization to some extent, you could still tell, even though he didn't like the process, obviously didn't mention Goot or LaFleur by name. So there were some certainly some, some veiled things in there that you could read between. But I mentioned this on the podcast yesterday. Not sure if I was in his situation where I was, you know, arguably at least in the conversation as one of the greatest players of all time in franchise history and the team wanted to move on and basically said they didn't want me anymore. I'm not sure I would have, you know, been able to handle it maybe as well as he did. So I can certainly understand some of the emotion that goes into that. Well, on one hand, I understand that. On the other hand, when you start to get word that they were trying to contact him, they were trying to talk to him, and he was not returning phone calls and such, and he's notorious for that. So you kind of like are led, you're not quite sure what to believe. And then 
which, Andy, I, I said all along, we didn't hear the follow-up questions. The follow-up questions should have been, how many times did the Packers try to reach out to you? How many times did you talk to them? Did you text them? Did they know when you went into the darkness that you were planning on retiring? So the, all of those questions are certainly pertinent to the answer of, oh, I can't believe they were shopping me. You know what I mean? To- totally agreed. And there's still a lot of unknowns, and obviously we're only hearing one side of the story right now. So we don't know Green Bay's side of things. We don't know exactly, you know, again, how often were they trying to reach out to him to try to figure out what's next. You know, Brian mentioned at the scouting combine that they hadn't really had many conversations, a couple texts here and there, you know, things like that. So, yeah, if, if Green Bay was starting to get the inkling that, you know, maybe Rodgers was trying to go in a different direction or whatever the case may be, I, listen, I don't think there, as Aaron sort of mentioned, I don't necessarily think that there's a villain in this. And I know we all want to jump to conclusions and say, like, all right, this person's at fault. I'm sure, I think there's fault on probably everyone. I think everyone would probably maybe like to have seen things go differently, maybe handle things a little bit differently. But I think Green Bay was looking out for the best interests of the Green Bay Packers, which they always do. I think Aaron, I can understand some of the frustration that he had with maybe the process that took place. I'm sure Green Bay has frustrations with the process that took place on Aaron's end. I'm sure they didn't like him not coming to OTAs uh, and non, the, the non-mandatory stuff a season ago. I'm sure everyone was completely dissatisfied with how last season went in a variety of different ways. I think a lot of times this unfortunately just becomes a circumstance of doing business in the NFL. There's a reason that Brett Favre, Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson, Aaron Rodgers, all these great Green Bay Packers didn't end up ultimately staying Green Bay Packers at the end of their career. And that sucks. It's unfortunate. Um, but I think it's part of the, the current just climate of doing business in the NFL. And um, while I think we can, again, nitpick on things that everyone would have, could have done differently, um, I think ultimately everyone was kind of looking out in, in a rational, reasonable way, if maybe not in a perfect way throughout the entirety of the process. Talking with Andy Herman of the Packaday Podcast. You can find him at Andy Herman NFL. Here's my my thought, and I've said it all along, that I thought he would be a Packer uh, unless the Packers felt he wasn't all in. And two things stood out to me. One was that Brian Gutekind said his uh, postseason presser was, you know, hey, we didn't do this. We didn't sign this contract for just one year. We were, we were all committed. And then he also said, but we expect a return on our investment. And I thought that was a loud statement because that was the, yeah, we signed the contract but didn't get what we wanted. And to me, I thought if Rogers says, hey, I'm all in, I'm back, I'm ready to go, I want to work with everybody, I'm coming into the OTAs and the mini camps, and, you know, I've only got a couple of years left, and, man, I'm all in, let's win a championship. I think he's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers today. Uh, I, rem- I I go back to what Favre told me years later after he had left Green Bay, and he said, man, if I had just said I was coming back there, then I was coming back. I would have been the Packers quarterback, and they would have been forced to do something with Rodgers. I think Rodgers, same situation. If he says, I'm all in, I'm back, I'm ready to go, and says it publicly, then he's back. He's the guy that's going to be under center. Do you agree with that? I absolutely agree, You know, especially that second part of that where – I do think if, if Rodgers had come out right away, at least somewhat soon after the season and said, listen, you know, nobody was happy with eight, nine season ago, but I, I want to come back. I want to retire Green Bay Packer. I'm all in. I'm committed to this team. I'm going to be at OTAs and mini camps and everything. I'm going to make sure that I'm on the same page with, you know, Romeo and Chris, or that they're on the same page with me, whatever it is, and that we're going to run this back and we're going to go and try to win a Super Bowl in 2023, 2024. Like, I think if he says that, especially pretty soon after the season, I agree with you. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably still the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And I think ultimately, like, what what always leads to confusion and, and frustration and ultimately maybe divorce in some cases, a lot of times it's lack of communication, right? And I know they had the, the postseason meeting right after the season season was done, but 
I think, you know, I think Green Bay not maybe communicating to, to Aaron, which I think was, you know, kind of clearly the case of like, hey, we, we a million percent want you back. And going back to the farm situation, it was the same thing with Brett, right? Like Brett was kind of waiting for Green Bay to be like, hey, we really want you. We really need you. You're our guy. And he never got that. So he's kind of just waiting for it. And then all of a sudden in the, in the silence, in the darkness, if you will, that's when Green Bay decided to move forward with Aaron. And then Brett wanted to come back and the whole saga happened there. And it's kind of similar here, right? I think Aaron was probably really wanting last year and immediately in that postseason um, meeting with the two for Green Bay to be on the table saying, Aaron, we're willing to do anything to bring you back. What do you want? What do you need? I think Green Bay saying like, yeah, well, you know, see what you want to do. And if, if you want to come back, you know, we'll have you back, I guess. You know, I think kind of that was all that Aaron needed to know that Green Bay was at least ready to go in another direction. And then I think when Green Bay didn't hear back from Aaron and get the response that they needed, I think, yeah, I think that's probably what led to this as well. And, and going back to some of the comments, you know, from, from Brian Gudikins, right, I think it was his most recent press conference where he said, you know, this had to be the right fit. And, and I agree with what your initial comment there of, like, they wanted to hear from Aaron that he was all in, that he, that he was doing everything in his power to make this work. I think both sides, mm-hmm. I think the interesting thing is both sides wanted to hear the same thing from each other. I don't think either side heard it, right? I think Aaron wanted to hear that the Packers were all, were all in. I think the Packers wanted to hear that Aaron was all in. I don't think either heard it. And I think that's a huge reason why we're in this position right now. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, So now we move on with Jordan Love. And, you know, Andy, you and I have kind of conversed about this. um, And I reignited this conversation with Charles Woodson at at Super Bowl. He said, hey, remember when you just would tell us how great Aaron Rodgers was? So I'm going to ask you, uh, Andy, how many conversations have you had with Jair or Adrian Amos or Stokes or anybody in the secondary that have said, man, Jordan Love's a real deal? (laughs) <laughs> that's a great question. To be fair, that's not usually my uh, my role. I'm not, unfortunately, in the locker room as much as I would like, um, so not having those conversations quite as much. I think probably, you know, we're starting to see some of those comments come out a little bit more. I think there was a, uh, it was like a local TV show where some of the defensive backs were basically saying that Jordan was ready to start. I think Darius Slay after that Philadelphia Eagles game where Jordan had the the performance in the game where he came out and it's like, you know, we were just expecting some backup to come in and just kind of tear that guy apart. And then all of a sudden Jordan's ripping the ball around the field. And I know it was limited snaps and things like that, but I know Darius Slay came out and said he was impressed, but uh, it, I, I will say it, there's a difference, right? Because I, I remember very vividly when Aaron was taking over as quarterback, like every single wide receiver and running back and DB and everyone was out there in the media saying like, Jordan's ready. Jordan's ready to go. Jordan's our guy. Or sorry. Uh, Aaron's our guy. Aaron's ready to go. Aaron is like, ever, like he's ready to start, et cetera. There was a, it was crazy to me just like how aggressive everyone was um, in those conversations. I haven't seen the same thing for Jordan, but you have seen certainly some of the, the trickle out of, of players, you know, backing Jordan. And listen, it's just going to take time, right? It's going to see, you know, what he can do in preseason and mini camps, OTAs, training camp, et cetera. And it's, it's going to, there's going to be a learning curve here. Even Aaron's first season, what, six and 10. I think that year, like there's going to be some bumps in the road with going to Jordan, that quarterback. Well, that was going to be my next question. Uh, I, I, I get it. I know we're going to have some bumps in the road. So, what are you looking for compensatory-wise from all of this for Aaron Rodgers? And then in addition to that, uh, how quickly do you – I mean, if you've got a pretty good team around him, and I said if you could put a top-five defense on the field and Jordan Love is, you know, a semblance of what maybe we're expecting or hoping him to be, you could be talking about a team that could still end up with a pretty decent record and maybe effort towards the postseason. 
Yeah, I think it's a really interesting scenario for Green Bay. I'll answer that second part first. I, I don't think this is a situation, and a lot of times when you get in these situations where it's a new quarterback, like there's a full-on rebuild, right, and you're ripping Band-Aids and purging players from your roster and trying to get young and maybe you know going for those top five picks and things like that. I think if you look around, even just the NFC, but specifically the NFC North, listen, I, I think Chicago's doing a lot of right things with their roster right now. Um, I think Detroit did a lot of great things over the last couple of seasons. I think Minnesota's in no man's land. But I think you look around and you look at like the core players, guys that are still near or at the prime of their career, and you're not seeing a ton of teams. Yes, there's the 49ers. Yes, there's the Eagles. There's teams that are ahead of Green Bay. Green Bay, and obviously Jordan Love is a, a huge mystery box here, and we don't know what we're going to get from Jordan. But you've got a young quarterback in Jordan Love that has a lot of potential. You still have wide receivers Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. You've got Elton Jenkins along the offensive line, John Runyon Jr., Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker, Kingsley and Igbari, Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes. Like You start labeling off some of these players, and yes, a lot of them need to play better than what they did a season ago. But there is a lot of young talent still on this team. There is a very interesting core that still exists on this team that's going to be good uh, for you know the foreseeable future. And now with Aaron last year, that was not good enough to get in the playoffs. It was an 8-9 team even with Aaron. So uh, this is going to take a little bit. Green Bay is going to have to hit on that pick 15. They're going to have to hit on whatever compensation they get back from the Jets for Aaron Rodgers. But they have an opportunity here that they can rebuild this thing pretty quick and be a contender sooner rather than later, obviously pending what Jordan can do at quarterback. As far as compensation, without getting too nerdy, I, I think the big thing is I would still proceed with caution if you're a fan. Like, if you're thinking there's going to be this huge haul, I, I, I still tend to believe that maybe not totally the case. I do think maybe they get stuff that adds up total to, like, a first-round pick, even if that doesn't include the actual first-round pick, or maybe Green Bay has to give some stuff in return. I tweeted out today, I think – maybe pick 13 uh, and and uh, maybe a couple of conditional picks, depending on what Aaron does this season and if he returns next year uh, for uh, Aaron Rodgers and, like, their third-round pick this year. That, that, to me, could potentially make some sense, where you're getting pick 13, but you got to give something back, but you get a conditional if maybe Aaron goes out and wins an MVP or if they get to the AFC Championship game, and then maybe another conditional on top of that if he returns in 2024. I think there's some opportunity there where both of these teams can build some things in where it still makes sense for both sides based on conditional picks. But um, obviously, I think if Goode can get pick 13 out of this in any capacity, I think it'll be a huge win for the Packers and for, for Gutekunst in this situation. Real quick before I let you go, uh, now here's the question. What do you expect out of Rodgers in New York this year? Well, we know Aaron is motivated when he's got a chip on his shoulder, right? And he's going to be playing with right. a new team, and he's going to want to prove that he can still play at the highest of levels. Um, I think he can still play at a high level. That schedule is brutal for the Jets. Like, they've got a very, very tough schedule. I think the Jets could be a team that, even with Aaron, potentially misses the playoffs. But I, I expect Aaron, if he's healthy, if he can stay healthy, you know, healthier than he did this past season, I still think he can play at a very high level with that team. I do, too. Good stuff, Andy. Appreciate it, as always, pal. Uh, and we will talk again soon, okay? Can't wait. Thanks so much, Bill. All right, buddy. There you go. That's Andy Herman. Pack of Day Podcast at Andy Herman NFL. You can find him at Andy Herman NFL. I think that Aaron Rodgers will be, if we're going to make uh, predictions too early and yet we'll go wrong, I'm going to have an Aaron Rodgers prediction for you when we come back. Ben, you think about Aaron Rodgers coming up this next season. And I'm going to make my prediction, you make yours, and then we'll write it down and see where it falls. Okay. Right, but I, I've got my Aaron Rodgers prediction already 
for next. Are you season. talking numbers or no, 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 no? I'm just, well, I just no. I oh, that that's <laughs> that's, that's where I was going to go. No, no, no. I've I've got my Aaron Rodgers synopsis ready for what's upcoming next season, uh, this upcoming season. So we'll we'll get into that when we come back because uh, I've got some ideas. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella, Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. You know, love the love the doors and windows in my home. And uh, you look through them all the time when I show you the outside patio. And uh, that's where one of the cameras is positioned, right outside of that window. And you look through it, and it, it that's my view. I love it. I love the doors. I love the windows. Uh, I love the fact that the house is more economical. It is always 70 degrees in my house, and it's a comfortable 70 degrees. It doesn't fluctuate. The heat's not kicking on and kicking off like crazy or anything like that. I love these things. It has been an econo- economical boom for me. It's been very consistent this year. It hasn't been dramatic ups, dramatic ups and downs. So uh, whether it's uh, you know curb appeal for beautification of your home if you're thinking of selling, or whether you're thinking about the possibility of, you know, hey, I want to keep it, uh, but I don't feel safe at night. My windows don't lock. My sliding doors need the big sticks in them. Uh, they can help you out there. Or maybe you just want to change things because you don't want to uh, crank them open, crank them closed, or the doors are hard to move and you have to pick them up almost and lay them down just to get them to move in the in the door track. Nothing like that with Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or you can uh, simply call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day, no better place to celebrate than the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. The bar inside is going to be open, so if you're out and about and you want to get that uh, first dose of Irishness tomorrow, that's the place to go, West Wisconsin Avenue, uh, 2133, as a matter of fact, and uh, they are open for concerts and weddings and meeting space and such. And get a hold of our good buddy Corey over there. They have the shamrocks that you can buy over there as well, 414-345-8800, 345-8800, that is the Irish Cultural Heritage Center right there on Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee. Terrific, beautiful place. So my prediction, sure to go wrong for next season for Aaron Rodgers, Ben, is he's going to come in third in the MVP voting. The uh, Jets. Behind two. All right. Behind two. Uh, um, it's probably going to be the favorites again, Patrick Mahomes, and then there's going to be somebody else. Jordan you Love. Know, could, be, could be like Joe Burrow. Um you know, it could be a guy like Justin Jefferson. Um, you know, it, it's something like that. There's going to be, you know, Mahomes is going to be there. Somebody else is going to be there. And then Rodgers is going to be there. And because he's going to be inspired. And the uh, Jets are going to make it to the postseason, but as a wild card. And then they get beat. There'll be a one and done in the postseason. One and done in the postseason. They get in as a wild card. They don't even win their own division. And uh, Rodgers will come in third in the MVP voting. Okay. But they could still end up with, with 10 wins on the season. 
they could still, you know, finish like with 10 wins and get in as a wild card because I think, uh, I still think Buffalo is the team to beat in that division, even with Aaron Rodgers. But I think two is going to have to have, he's going to have something to say about it. I think that Josh Allen's going to have something to say about it. They may not even finish second in their own division. But I still think they get in as a wild card and uh, kind of go from there. It could, you know what? Could be Lamar Jackson comes back as an MVP candidate. All right. Well, real quick, I think that Rogers starts to question Woody Johnson's whole big pharma, you know, Johnson and Johnson thing. Oh, sure. McAfee. And then going into the playoffs after they win the division, Woody Johnson benches him. Zach Wilson takes him to the Super Bowl. All right, Ben is obviously uh, drinking ayahuasca. We're going to come back. We have got uh, Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. He's going to join us. That is next on the Bill Michaels Show.